You're listening to You're listening to the to a Beer O'Clock the Beer O'Clock Show. You're listening to the Beer O'Clock Show. It's Beer O'Clock and this is the Beer O'Clock Show where every week we fly a flag for real craft beer and all its many faces. Joining me this week, looking all smart in his shamrock pyjamas, it's Steve. Hello Steve. Hi Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing alright mate, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very good. This week, as part of our Six Nations season, we're doing Ireland. We're going over to the, the Emerald Isle and we're doing a beer that I've heard the Duns rattling on about on their last couple of podcasts for some unknown reason. Apparently this is a good beer. It's from 8 Degrees Brewing. It's the Polar Vortex IPA. And we'll get to that in just a little bit. Steve, you've had a bit of a bit of a busy beery week. I was going to have almost as busy a beery week, but I succumbed to some mystery anti-beer bug. <laughs> so I couldn't have any beer. So tell us what went on. Mate, it was it's it's just been a, a great week. So we were down at U Brew um, in a railway arch in Bermondsey, a brewing our own beer. Um, and there'll be loads more um, that you'll be hearing about that over the next few weeks. Um, so we're not going to say too much just yet. Um, but if you want to really find out what we're up to, you can go back through Twitter and Instagram and find some of the pictures um, from from our day out. That that was on Wednesday. Yeah, last, I was mainly taking pictures because I wasn't in a state to do anything else. <laughs> Yeah, that's you the, left all, all the hard work to me, mate, didn't that's, you? you? That's just, the day uh, I got sick, mate. Uh, that's that's, that's the day you do. went down. Yes, that's the day you <laughs> went down and didn't come back up until until tonight's recording. Until tonight. um, because we we were supposed to be doing something on Thursday night as well. Um, I I still went along um, to the, the the tap room, which is a new ish bar in Islington, in in North London, um, to see what they had on offer there. Um, quite a remarkable uh, gravity cask system that they've got going on in in the bar there, which um, they've, they've got the, the the casks just in this glass box, and they're all kind of on. Um, sliders so they slide out once they're empty and they lift them up and put them in um, great selection of beers going on there and if you're ever in the Islington area check that place out it's called the tap room um, and then on Saturday we were supposed to be doing a few bits uh, which again you, you couldn't make because you were still poorly um, so I went down to, to see the guys at Hot Burns and Black uh, it's regularly becoming one of my favorite beery haunts um, just because they're lovely people, it had nothing to do with the fact they had a flagon of cannonball waiting for me in the fridge. Um, but went down there and saw Jen and Glenn. Um, and we've got something in the pipeline with those guys as well. And again, stay tuned for that towards the end of this season and we'll reveal what, what we're up to. Um, and then from there, I went over to Beavertown as, as well because I needed to pick up some beer for some friends. Um, and I also wanted to try the barrel-aged espresso um imperial stout which they had on which was as smooth as you like mate it was an absolutely stunning beer it was like a velvety shot of espresso coffee beery madness in a glass um and then we had the lock-in on on saturday evening yeah. which um yeah watch it to the end and you might see an irishman fall on his ass well fall on his face actually <laughs> 
It was a good one. I've, I've got to say it was... Uh, we had a great panel on. There were some really good topical discussions, um, some great beers being drank. Um, and yes, there was the, the, the magical moment where one of our guests succumbed to the amount of beer that they had drunk during the day and went down um, heavily, some might say. Yeah. But yeah, you can watch that back. It, it's up on the website now under the lock-in tab. Um, go down and just have a look at the, the, the Camden Town I, I, IHL lock-in. Right. News. Here's your pips. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, so this was the big news that rocked the craft beer world um, on Friday last week. And and this was um, SAB Miller um, are taking over Meantime Brewing. Um, so they, they they basically plan to expand the brewery. Now, I'm I'm not going to comment on, on this too much here. Um, everybody knows the stories out there. There's been lots of debate on it on Twitter. We had quite some debate on it on the lock-in on Saturday night as well. Um, but but it's interesting because there's a lot of people saying, well, if it was ever going to happen, it was always going to happen to, to, to meantime. They, they, they've always kind of been on that cusp. Um, I just don't know, obviously, mate, missing the lock-in on, on Saturday night, did you have any views uh, about this? Um, news story that broke last week obviously a controversial move because it's SAB Miller um, I've always found meantime to be somewhat of the more mainstream of the crafty brands in London obviously their branding is on point, it's really sharp you find them in places like um, some, you know some of the fancier bars and stuff, all bar one you'll find meantime beers and some of the places that don't serve craft beer, you'll find meantime beers. So it's no surprise that they're, they've been picked up by someone like Miller. Um, or the fact that they would want to sell out to someone. Not not sell out in the punk ethos way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sell themselves um, to Miller. They've, I'm surprised that they don't have the reach outside of London that Miller is offering them. I thought they did. You know, I thought they were a huge brand. But um, I think this is a good move for them, personally. Well, well I suppose the, the the name just lends itself to being a London beer, doesn't it? it it's meantime, the, the association with Greenwich. Uh, I, think, I think one of the poignant things that a few people pointed out was, well, actually, SAB Miller have done a very, very good job of, of looking after the Pilsner Urkel brand and, and look at how many bars you now find in. And actually, if they do the same with meantime, then it's got to be a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realise Pilsner Urkel was a, was a Miller brand. I don't necessarily think it's a it's a bad thing. No, I, I don't think so. So, um, in in direct cross contrast to that, um, a new brewery launched last week as well. Now, people will know from following my exploits on Twitter and hearing me talk about it. The North Bar in Leeds is a place that I like to frequent whenever I'm up there um, because they have a permanent cannonball keg, and I will always find my way to wherever there's a permanent cannonball keg on. Um, but they've now launched their own brewing company called North Brewing Co. Uh, there's very little detail around this at the moment, but you can. Check Check out the website at northbrewing.com for more information about the beers that will be coming out from that new brewery. Um, more news about more new beer heading your way. Um, and this will be great news to people that followed us last season um, and people that have followed us and seen us bang on about 
the, the the great beer that is of foam and fury galway bay have announced that their beers will soon be hitting the uk shelves um so whether that means bottled or not or whether that means we're going to see them start seeing them in, in more uk bars um it's a case of watch this space here but i do know that they're planning to make appearances at a, a lot of uk festivals this year as well so you're going to be seeing a lot of galway bay beers very very soon um brewdog news just because it's been ages since we've had any um unsurprisingly last week they hit the five million milestone already for their for their equity for punks for um funding campaign so that's within 20 days they've hit five million um make of that what you will but if you're if you're on the fence about buying the shares don't sit on that fence for too long because you might find yourself missing out it's what happened to me the last time round i sat on the fence for too long when i finally made the decision they had all gone if you're going to invest invest now um and then finally um with the the quick news stories this week, uh, a friend of the show, Matt Curtis, has, has relaunched his his website um, and his blog. So Total Owls has now got a new look and a new feel to it. Uh, launched this week uh, with a great new blog about uh, Weird Beard. So check out Matt's website. And just to finish off the news tonight, mate, we've got an exclusive coming up here. We welcome back to the Beer O'Clock Show, Claudia from the independent Manchester Beer Convention, otherwise known to the legions of beer geeks as Indie Man. Welcome back to the show, Claudia. Thanks for that, Steve. Um, we are literally days away from this year's tickets going on sale for Indie Man. Um, can you give us a bit of a preview in terms of what we can expect from this year's event? Oh, boy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to give away very much because we... We've basically decided to uh, keep a veil of mystery around what what's happening this year. But uh, what I can tell you is that we're most definitely coming back bigger and better. So um, you can expect uh, more stuff happening outside, more stuff happening inside, um, a load of uh, international brewers turning up again. And, uh, well, the usual sort of um, mixture of uh, just fun and games and a couple of talks and just hopefully an all-around good time for people and lots of interesting beer, lots of interesting beer. And and that's what everyone's most excited about. Um, Have have you managed to retain it at the Victoria Baths again this year? Because I know there was was some question last year that you, you were wondering whether you'd outgrown the venue. Uh, yes, we will be at the baths again. Um, hopefully, I mean, with uh, what you saw last year, a little bit with the outside area, we're hoping to um, make use of that even better this year. So um, to kind of, I guess, spread people around the venue a bit more, get people to explore a bit more, move around. Um, so hopefully that will that will work in that intended way. Okay, and the tickets go on sale on the 1st of June? That's right. That's uh, two weeks from today, uh, from Monday. So, yeah. And can you just um, give us an idea of the the, the pricing structure for the tickets this year? Um, we've not changed very much, I think, in, in the way of pricing. Um, so I think it's, um, you know, sort of for the, for the premium sessions a bit more uh, somehow... I seem to recall 13 or 14 pounds or something like that, um, sort of for Friday night and Saturday night. Um, we have a trade session again on the Friday morning. So 
uh, or Friday day session rather. So if you've not yet dropped us an email, please do trade at indiemanbeercon.co.uk. And uh, we hope to see a lot of uh, faces, familiar faces there to uh, network and to, um, yeah, have a good time, catch up with friends. That's what people tend to use the trade session for, which is great. Um, and yeah, so, you know, nothing, nothing major. I think, I mean, price point for, for festivals is always an issue, isn't it? Um, because a lot of people are used to sort of uh, very low prices going in. Um, so, I mean, we, we put on a lot, I think, in terms of what people can explore and breweries that people don't generally get to see as often. So hopefully that you know, that won't seem like a barrier. Okay, great stuff. So um, just remind us of the dates again for people that don't know when Indie Man is this year. Of course. Um, it starts the 8th of October and runs till the 11th. So um, there's a Thursday night session, uh, Friday and uh, Friday day and Friday night, uh, Saturday day and Saturday night, and a Sunday session that's slightly extended. So, um, yeah, lots of opportunity to come and explore a cool building and hang out in Manchester. There's, uh, you know, things been happening up here. We now have a Piccadilly tap. Um, there's loads of new places popping up all the time that cater to uh, those who are beer enthusiasts. So I think there's a lot uh, a lot going on um, for people to explore. Okay. And where, where do people go to find out tickets and more information? Definitely check out the website. Um, that's indiemanbeercon.co.uk. The link for the tickets is up, um, and they sh they'll be ready to go, as I said, on, on June the 1st. Uh, I think starting from 9, so um, mark your calendar if you haven't already. And, yeah, we hope to see you all in Manchester in October. Okay, great stuff. Well, that's one date that my alarm has already been set for. That's uh, the 1st of June at about 9 o'clock. Um, and we'll look forward to seeing you up in Manchester for the event. And that's uh, that's the news this week. So all very exciting stuff going on. Very good. Right, enough of that. Let's get into this week's beer because we're both thirsty. It is from 8 Degrees Brewing from Ireland. It's Polar Vortex IPA. 5.8%. Where are they from? Apart, not, not... Island. From the foot... I know that much. From the foot <laughs> of the majestic Gauti Mountains. According to the label. My back of the label research. Let's get According into this. According to the label, yeah. So, uh, tonight's beer comes courtesy of um, our good old friend, the Irish beer snob, who sent this over to us. Um, we, we've given him enough grief tonight about his performance on the lock-in, so it, it's time we said thank you to him for supplying us with this beer. This beer was in very, very short supply when it was released in Ireland. It was one of those kind of must-have beers, much more readily available on keg. We were very lucky to get hold of two bottles to it, so, so, so thanks, Wayne. Uh, appreciate you sending this over. Yeah, thanks, mate. Anyway, it pours a lovely coppery colour. Very slight half-finger head. Not much carbonation at all, if any, that I can see. Nice and clear, though. That's a clean-looking looking glass. Yeah, it's, it's, there's a lovely aroma to it as well. Oh, like yeah. you say, it's got a lovely look to it. It's that lovely dark orange, dark amber colour. Um, the aroma, it's all, there's, 
there's, there's some resins in there. There's a little bit of bit of bit of syrup, a little bit of pine, some toffee, some caramel. I'm getting Ooh. a very faint hint of sweet fruits as well, like a pineapple. Yeah, maybe some mango in mm, in there that's... as well. A little bit of apricot as 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 well coming through there. Um, oh, you, you know what, mate? I am really looking forward to getting into this. Well, let's let's do it. Let's do it, mate. <laughs> Cheers. Flauncher. Wow, that's bitey. Oh, it's very easy as as well, though. It is. It's very light on the on the alcohol but I mean as soon as as soon as you start drinking it those hops are nibbling at the inside of your mouth they're wanting a piece of you absolutely but, yeah but it's not a heavy mouthful though it's very light it's it's very light at the same time it's very very well balanced there's there's loads of flavour going on in there like you say those hops are at you straight away the minute you take the first sip and then you're getting all the flavours coming together there's a little bit of dankness in there as well, um, but it's 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 very very well balanced, very soft, and it finishes on this lovely and it's quite a lasting soft bit of finish that it's got to it as well. Mm. It's got a nice mid mid palate toastiness. Yeah, so we've got in in here we've got um, Cascade. Um, which is the showcase hop in in this beer, and then we've got a little bit of Simcoe um, and some Citra as as well. Okay. In, in... Some, some big classic American hops. Yeah, some big American flavours in there. Oh, but that's a real real easy drinker. I mean, that's what five point eight percent. So it's it's not massive. For an IPA, it's, it's it's kind of there about mid mid range IPA ABV. Um, the flavors all work for the strength. Um, it's good up front, it's good in the middle, and it's good at the end. Yeah, it wears its ABV quite proudly on its shoulders. I think it's not one of these beers pretending to be heavier than it is, but also not a beer that's trying to get away with tasting lighter than it is. It's a five point eight percent beer, you know. It's pretty upfront with that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you're not wrestling with an easy beer when you're drinking it. But it's also not going to have you on your ass after one. What flavors are you getting from this, mate? Um, I'm I'm getting some I'm getting some fruits from it. There's there's maybe a little bit of tangerine, a little bit of orange in there. Um, maybe some grape grapefruit in the background. Um. As I say, on, on certainly on the aroma, there was there was some mango, there was some pine, there was some apricot. None of those really coming through on on the flavour, but a lot of a lot more citrusiness on the flavour. Maybe a little bit of a hint of of, of kind of woody earthiness, but only just a hint. Yeah, I'm just getting some like really. I'm just tasting the malt with maybe a layer of that more grapefruity hop flavours that we get from the American hops. I'm not getting really any other sweet citrus from this. The aroma was lovely. Getting that mangoey pineapple, um, sweet tropical flu. The taste of it, I'm not, not smashing about. I don't know. I'm just picking up the maltiness of it. Not malty in, you know, malt bomb sense. If you get what I mean. But yeah, that, yeah. That toasted grain 
type flavors. You know, everyone's palate is different. That's what I'm getting. Lovely hoppiness through it though. Mouthfeel is really smooth. It's not sticky. Pretty decent beer. Yeah, so it's a, it's a very very solid beer. It's um it's a real shame that, that this is 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 one of those that people aren't going to be able to try because um, like I say it was it was quite limited when it came out in bottles um, in in Ireland. It was it was certainly more readily available on the keg. Um, but yeah, uh, a really good effort here from from eight degrees. Um, really really enjoyable beer. Um, what do you know about eight degrees other than it's founded by an Aussie and a Kiwi? Um, not a lot really. I mean, they do do some of Ireland's best IPAs. Um, that they've got a, a beer that's called um, the, the the Full Irish, which is a single malt, single hop IPA, uh, and they've also got one called Double Irish as well, which is a double IPA. Um, both of which are stunning, stunning kind of new world IPAs. So they're full of those big citrusy hops and flavours. Um, just reading um, that again, just a little bit on the label. I mean, it's a very very informative label um really attractive colors um with, with lots of detail on it as as well um but it talks here about um these the hops that have been used in this are the the, the first from the 2015 harvest hopped with early early harvest hops so it might be that where we where you were getting those big aromas maybe the hops just hadn't aged enough to have given you the flavor um because they were still very 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 fresh um but yeah um no as i say sad i don't really know too much more about eight eight degrees um other than they do do some incredible beers in ireland right um while we're supping on this we're running a competition supping supping Supping? mine's gone (laughs) (laughs) we have a competition running at the moment do you want to give the boys and girls an update of, or retell them if they weren't listening last week on what the competition is about, how they can enter, and such and such? Yes, yes, we're running uh, a giveaway with eBreer at the moment to get your hands on one of their discovery boxes. You can uh, be in with a chance in one of three ways. So the first way is a very simple Twitter competition. Go to our Twitter feed, find the tweets that are promoting eBreer and the competition, and enter. The second way of doing it is by going to iTunes and leaving us a review and a rating on the show. So any reviews that are left between now and 31st of May will be entered into a draw. And then the final way of winning is to take one of the most stunning photographs to post it on Instagram, tag it with cheers, guys, and hope that you are selected as this week's prize, this prize winner. Um, All of the details for how you can enter those three giveaways are all in this week's show notes you can go there and you can click through to the various points that you need to go to enter very good and we'll have the Instagram portion of that a little bit later so do you want to get on with Craft Baker now mate yeah let's do let's do Craft Baker alright here's your theme tune fingers be home did Okay, so um, just just reintroducing the Craft Baker segment again. This week I have made some um, crispy beer mac and cheese balls. 
So um, these are mm, delicious. Um, very simple. Sorry. <laughs> very simple mac and cheese, beery mac and cheese recipe. So. Um, 220 grams of soft cheese, 440 grams of any grated cheese that you want. Put it in a pan, melt it down, chuck in 330 mils of whichever beer you think will go with it. Let all of that settle, cook some macaroni, throw it in the sauce, and, and you've got the most amazing beer mac and cheese. I took it a step further and turned them into deep fried crispy balls. So <laughs> basically once I've made the beer mac and cheese, mm, once I've made the beer mac and cheese, put it into the freezer for about an hour. Let it let it harden up a bit. Then using an ice cream scoop to make balls, dip it in egg, dip it in breadcrumb, fry it off. You've got the most amazing beery snacks. <laughs> so what beer did you choose for your recipe? Um, these ones I did with Adnam's Ghost Ship. Okay. Worked really, really well. It's quite a light flavour. Um, doesn't really take over too much of the cheese. First time I made just the beer mac and cheese on its own, I did it with Brewdog's Dead Pony Club, which was amazing because, as you expect from a Brewdog beer, you get those big amplified flavours. Just came through in the cheese sauce. I've heard it works very well with a red ale as as well, and I've heard it also works very, very well um, with a stout or a porter, which, oh, wow. which I'm yet yet to try. Um, but yeah, really, really simple recipe, and and like I say, really enjoyable little beer snack. Well, very good. That's this episode's episode <laughs> of the Craft Baker. Bork, bork, bork. Right, you finished your beer, haven't you? I have finished my beer, which is a real shame because I'm really wishing that I'd saved a little bit to have enjoyed with those beery mac and cheese balls <laughs> because I think they would have paired really well. Um, do we have an Instagram of the week, mate? We do. This week's prize this prize, prize this no more, because obviously the winner will go into um, the draw for, for one of those eBreer boxes. It's another first-time winner this week as well. So um, it's great that more people are getting involved in the prize this prize um, competitions. So this week's winner, uh, I am just trying to find, is Pippinfoot. So at Pippinfoot for um, what I thought was a, a, a really nice picture of one of Brewdog's latest beers, but taken from three sides of the bottle. Oh, yeah, look at that. Um, and, and putting it all in one. So that's that's up on the, the, the show notes. It's also up on our Instagram feed. So well done, um, Pippin Fault. Normally, um, I check to see if the winner has a real name as well. So um, whoever you are, congratulations. You're in the draw. <laughs> for for a, a a box of ebria goodies <laughs> very good oh this season we've been very lucky to be given discount codes from three great retailers ebria who are offering 10 percent discount or 10 pounds off your first box if you join their monthly club um also our old friends ales by mail continue their offer of a 10 percent discount on their beer range and also beautiful beers from Suffolk who have a great range of beers from throughout Europe and the world are also offering 10% discounts so go to the season 7 beer list on the beer o'clock show website click on the logos after looking at what the actual beer discount code is and place an order and get your money's worth 
Next week, continuing our Six Nations theme for Season 7, we return to Italy with Retortos and Krakatoa, courtesy of Beers from Italy. I have no idea what that beer is. It's on the shelf, but I haven't looked at it. Should I be it's excited? another IPA. Oh, for fuck's sake. It, 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 it. Yeah, but we, we know <laughs> that from, from our Italian season that the, the, the Italians have a different slant on beer styles. So, so they take their inspiration um, not only from the UK and from America, but they also take their inspiration from Belgium and um, other parts of Europe as well. So it'll be an interesting um, beer to try because it, I'm not sort of sure what style of IPA it is. Well, I'm looking forward to that. After yeah, it should Italian be a good one. season last year, every beer was just dead on. If, you know, in a, beers of Italy have suggested that beer is going to be dead on, I'm sure. Absolutely. Anyway, that's next week. You can find us online at beeroclockshow.co.uk, on Twitter at beeroclockshow, on Instagram at beeroclockshow, on Untapped at beeroclockshow. Steve, I'm on Untapped at Beer Show Mark and on Twitter at Beer Show Mark. Until next week, Steve. Been the highlight of my week. Bye-bye.